All right, guys, welcome back. This is episode 16. I'm Juan. This is your average fight fan. This week, we're going to go over uh, two cards. We're going to go over UFC Fight Night, Brian Ortega versus Korean Zombie. And we're also going to go over what I think is the most anticipated card of the year. Obviously, UFC 254, which is coming up next Saturday, October 24th. That's going to be Habib Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gaethje. So before I start, before I get into anything, I just want to ask that you please, if you haven't already, just hit that subscribe button. It really, 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 really helps the channel. Um, it's also going to help you stay up to date with all the upcoming episodes and is obviously will help you, um, you know, know anything that goes on with my channel. So please, if you haven't already, just hit that subscribe button. Uh, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. So before I start the MMA discussion of the week, I also want to mention uh, and I want to remind you that uh, tomorrow night, Saturday, October 17th, we will not only have a UFC card, we will also see the, in my opinion, the best pound-for-pound boxer on the planet. His name is Vasily Lomachenko, and he looks to unify the 135-pound titles against the current IBF champion, Teofimo Lopez. Uh, This is one of the reasons why the UFC will start much earlier, because the boxing event starts at 10 p.m. Eastern, so the UFC will actually start their main card at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the good thing is that they're both on ESPN, so you can definitely just catch both of them uh, back-to-back if that's what you choose. If not, if you're only interested in boxing, then just remember that it's only, uh, excuse me, that it starts at 10 p.m. Eastern time. And if you're only interested in the MMA event, which is obviously the UFC event, that will start the main card at 7 p.m., all right? So it's usually, um, you know, if it's a, a pay-per-view event, it starts at 10. Sometimes if it's a ESPN Plus card, it starts at 8 in this particular event it will start at 7 p.m due to the big boxing match all right so now that we got that out of the way let's get back to mma so let's start with the fight night like i said before ortega versus korean zombie this is a very very interesting fight because the korean zombie has never been this close to a title shot in his career in the ufc so needless to say it is very important for him to win this fight of course, that's easier said than done when you're facing somebody like T-City. I mean, Brian Ortega is a master in jiu-jitsu. He's one of the most talented and most skillful jiu-jitsu practitioners we've ever seen in the octagon. His boxing has also grown leaps and bounds from when he started in the UFC. And listen, he is very, very hard to put away. And we learned that in his last fight when he fought Max Holloway for the featherweight title. Obviously, he didn't win that. Um, But if you saw that fight, you know he does not give up. No matter how bad he's losing, no matter how bad his face is bruised, he will continue to come forward, and he he is very difficult to put away. You know, so this main event is definitely going to be very exciting. In my opinion, this is a very, very exciting fight. Both of these guys love to come forward and scrap. They do not back down from anybody, which makes this fight a must-watch. Brian Ortega, at 29 years old and ranked at number two, Comes into this fight with a 14-1 and record. He has three knockouts and seven submissions. He has not fought in almost two years. Uh, remember, he fought back in December of 2018 when he fought Max Holloway. So he's not fought in almost two years. And he's looking to get back into the win column and hopefully fight for a title again. We'll see what happens there. But 
Yoon at this at 33 years old, which is the Korean zombie's last name. His name is Chan Sung Yoon. He's 33 years old and he's ranked at number four. He brings a record of 16 and five. He's got six knockouts and eight submissions, and he's coming off back-to-back uh, -back wins. So he's looking good. As of right now, the odds are negative, <laughs> negative, minus 190 for the Korean Zombie and plus 155 for Brian Ortega. Now, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, even though he has not fought since losing to Max in December of 2018, I think betting on Brian Ortega to win is a good bet. Now, I never predict fights. I never bet, but it just seems to me that Brian Ortega's will, his determination, his never back down attitude always comes forward, always figures it out. I feel like this is a good bet. Now, I'm not going to bet for this fight. I don't bet for any fights, but if you're going to bet, I feel like that is a good bet. So don't take it on my word, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I think that's a good bet. Um, okay, so in the in the co-main event, you have the number one ranked women's flyweight. She'll be taking on the number two ranked women's flyweight in e in a title eliminator uh, bout. The top ranked out of the two will be Caitlin Chuko uh, Chukagian with a 14 and three record. She's got two knockouts and one submission. She's taking on the former strawweight champ, uh, the the former strawweight champ. That's a tongue twister right there. Uh, she's the second-ranked Jessica Andrade, and she has a record of 20-8 and eight with seven knockouts and seven submissions. She's now coming off back-to-back -back losses to the current and the former champ, um, and she's looking to get back into that win column, you know, and she's also looking to get to a title fight in this weight class, you know, at flyweight. She's fought for the title at strawweight. She was the champ, um, and now she's looking to fight for a title at flyweight. So, obviously, by beating the number one ranked fighter in Chukogian, in why do I keep saying her name wrong? Chukagian. She's got a weird name. Chukagian. Um, if Jessica Andrade beats Chukagian, um, being the number one ranked fighter, she may be next for a crack at the assassin, who is Valentina Shevchenko. Caitlin, who is coming off a win. And, of course, if she wins here, she will most likely not get a title shot because she just fought for a title shot against the assassin Valentina and she got knocked out. So it, it wouldn't really make sense to have someone fight in February for the title, get knocked out, and then again fight for the title, you know, after October. It just, uh, I don't know, maybe financially it just doesn't make sense, but it's it's the UFC, so you never know. Um, but as of right now, Vegas has this fight favored for Andrade. She's at minus 160 and Chukagian, I got it right this time, uh, is at plus 130. So no matter who wins this fight, I think it's going to be a good one. These girls like to scrap. Besides the main event and the co-main, there's also a handful of fun fights, uh, you know, fun to watch fights on this card. Uh, you have James Krause against Claudio Silva. You have Thomas Almeida versus Jonathan Martinez. Uh, Jillian Robertson against Pollyanna Botelio. And of course, don't forget about Saeed Nurmagomedov, who kicks off the prelims fighting Mark Striegel. Just imagine a smaller, lighter version of Habib with more aggressive striking. That's Saeed Nurmagomedov. Now, by the way, I want to clear something up that's been going around that I've seen many times now. Uh, even though Saeed and Habib share the same last name, they are both Nurmagomedov. They're, uh, and they're both from the same city in Dagestan. And on a few occasions, you've seen or I've heard Saeed refer to Habib as his brother. There is absolutely no relation 
with these two men. They are not related to each other. They are not brothers. They are not cousins. There is absolutely no relation. They don't even, they're not even training partners. Saeed trains at Akmat Fight Team, which is in Dagestan. And Habib used to train at Eagles MMA, which is where he gets his nickname from, the Eagle. Uh, but now he trains at the gym that him and his father opened, which is named after his father, the Abdul Manap Nurmagomedov Martial Arts School. I just wanted to make sure that there's no confusion there. Many people, you know, they always assume that because they share the same last name that they are related. That is not the case. There's no relation between these two men. Um, so I just wanted to clear that up. Um, Saeed is a 135-pound fighter. And of course, you know, Habib is a 155-pound fighter. So like I said before, um, Saeed is kicking off the prelims. He's fighting Mark Striegel. And like I said, he's fig just think of a smaller, lighter version of Habib, and he's got more aggressive striking. He likes to keep the fight standing, whereas Habib, obviously, his bread and butter is to take you down and, and you know, just maul you on the ground. Now, on to the main attraction. You got uh, UFC 254, Habib versus Gaethje. This card, man, this card looks better and better every time I look at it. Every every week that I look at it, it looks better. You know, it, it used to, it, it was a 15-fight card. Now it's a 14-fight card. Uh, for the sake of time, I will only mention the fights that to me look like bangers, and then I'll just discuss the main card. I'm not going to go through all 14 fights. That's just going to take way too long. Um, but first off, Habib's actual cousin, his name is Umar Numagomedov. His name is Umar Numagomedov. Uh, he's making his UFC debut, and at the time of me recording this, he's actually the highest favorite on this card at minus 700. He'll be fighting Sergey Morozov on the early prelims, which can be seen on UFC Fight Pass. Not a lot of people can access those fights. Um, but if you do have Fight Pass, you can see it. Um, you also see Smile and Sam Alvey fight. He'll be opening the prelims, which is going to be on ESPN. Uh, he's fighting the Korean Daun Yoon. Expect this fight to be a stand and band brawl. Uh, there's 29 knockouts between these two guys. Okay, Yoon has 10 knockouts on his record, while Sam has 19. So in, you know, between these two guys, 29 knockouts. Trust me, this is going to be a good fight. Um, also on the prelims, you're going to have Cowboy Oliveira, another fun guy to watch. This guy is, always brings action, and uh, he, he just always gives the fans what they want to see. He's got 12 knockouts and five submissions. He'll be taking on undefeated UFC newcomer Shavkat Rachmanov. Uh, he's got seven knockouts and five submissions, and he's actually from Triple G's home country of Kazakhstan, so that's interesting. Um, I would, again, expect this to be a good fight. And it, it has the potential to end in many ways. You know, Cowboy is excellent on the ground. He, he likes to keep the fight standing, but he's an excellent striker. And again, Rachmanov, he has seven knockouts and five submissions, so he, it can go either way for him. So we will see. Closing out the prelims will be a heavyweight bout between the tallest fighter to ever step inside the octagon at seven feet. Uh, we have the skyscraper, Stefan Struve, and Tai Bambam Tuvasa. I expect both of these men to come in at or around the heavyweight limit of 265 pounds with eight knockouts each and 18 submissions for Struve. This, again, could uh, end early. So, you know, keep 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 an eye out for that fight. Uh, moving into the main card, which is going to be on ESPN pay-per-view, we have an absolute stunner of what was scheduled to be a six-fight main card but is now going to be a five-fight main card. Uh, going back to what I said before about this pos uh, used to be a 15-fight card. Now it's a 14-fight card. Uh, so the main card will now have five fights. Man, I feel like I should work for the UFC and get paid to promote for them. <laughs> I love this shit. Maybe one day, who knows? Um, anyway, the reason for the, the missing sixth fight is because uh, Islam Makachev was scheduled to fight Rafael Dos Anjos, but 
Desanos was actually forced to pull out of this fight for testing positive for COVID. The UFC was not able to find a late replacement for Islam, so you know they just had to, they had to scrap the fight. There was really not much they could do. I, I feel like they're probably going to reschedule this fight, though. It'll probably be rebooked for a later date because this is a good fight. I mean, RDA is a, is a monster, and and Makachev is, man, he's he's really underrated. So I, I feel like this is such a good card, uh, such a good fight that they're definitely going to rebook it. It's very unfortunate because I was really stoked for this fight. Like I said, Makachev is very underrated, in my opinion. Uh, and it would have been pretty awesome to see him challenge himself against a veteran, former champion like RDA. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that they'll try to... Uh, you know, they'll try to rebook it. So just look out for that. I hope maybe, you know, sometime this year or maybe even early next year. So look out for that. All right. Kicking off the pay-per-view will be the rematch of number 11 ranked Magomed Ankalaev versus Eon the Hulk Kutalaba. Uh, the first fight in February ended in 38 seconds and was considered one of the absolute worst stoppages in UFC history. Uh, this is when Kutalaba was playing possum and kind of baiting Ankalaev to, you know, come towards him. Kutalaba was acting as if he was hurt. The referee, excuse me, the referee believed that Kutalaba was actually hurt and stepped in, stopping the fight. Just horrendous stoppage, terrible, terrible, terrible stoppage. Uh, and then when they, when Dana was asked about it, he he said immediately. He answered that they just they need to run it back. So here we are, eight months later. And they're, they're going to run it back. Vegas sees this fight going similar to the first one in terms of who's going to win. They have the odds at minus 270 for Ankalaev. And they have it for uh, plus 230 for Kutalaba. So, obviously, Ankalaev is the favorite here. Let's see what happens there. I think it's going to be a good scrap. Kutalaba's crazy, man. He's a good fighter. I think he's underrated. I, <laughs> if you don't know who Kutalaba is, just Google Hulk weigh-ins. And you'll see a very scary-looking dude completely green his his upper body is completely painted green like the hulk and he's screaming and then he goes and and you know does the face off in front of his opponent and screams in his face and his opponent's like whoa what the hell so uh yeah he's he's a good fighter he's he's underrated in my opinion uh and of course uncle live is a monster too so that it's gonna be a good fight all right following that will be a, a female flyweight bout between the number three ranked cynthia calvillo and the number four ranked lauren murphy Calvillo comes in with a record of 9-1-1 one, and one, uh, and is unbeaten her last four fights. The reason I say unbeaten is because she won three of them and, and uh, he, she drew in one of those. That's, that's where the 9-1-1 one, and one comes in. She has one draw. Um, so again, like I said, she's unbeaten in her last four fights and she's looking to continue that streak with a win here against Murphy, who is bringing a 13-4 and four record with a three-fight win streak as well. She's on a, she's on a fight streak, a win, a win streak, excuse me. Um, and Lauren Murphy's not a, not any type of slouch. You know, both of these girls are excellent uh, wrestlers. Um, so I expect both of them being excellent excellent um, wrestlers to kind of possibly negate each other on the ground and 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 maybe try to keep it standing. Um, although, it, although it is their bread and butter, so anything's possible. But I, I think that when you have two people that are such good wrestlers, even though I believe that Cynthia Cavio has a slight advantage on the ground I, I still believe that this fight will will mostly be a stand-up fight uh, Vegas has Cynthia as the favorite at minus 240 making Lauren the underdog at plus 190 this fight should bring the winner that much closer to a title shot being that they're both you know pretty up there already number three number four so it's either you know who wins this fight is either next for the title or just one fight away I think so 
I think that's going to be a good one. Next, we have a heavyweight bout between Alexander Volkov and Walt Harris, uh, ranked at number six and number eight, respectively. Both of these guys like to keep the fight standing, so look to... Oh, man, this is going to be a banger. Look for this to be a banger. <laughs> Volkov, now 31 years old, brings a record of 31 and 8, while Harris is now 37 years old. I did not realize he is that old. I mean, shit, I'm about to be 37. That's not old, but for a fighter who's been in the game for such a short amount of time... You know, I'm pretty sure Walt Harris was a was a football player prior to him becoming an MMA fighter. So it makes sense that he would be, you know, starting that late. But yeah, at 37 years old, he's far less experienced than than Volkov here. Uh, and he brings a record of 13 and 8. Uh, Vegas has Volkov the favorite, at, uh, you know, for this fight at minus 200 and Harris at plus 270. I'm not surprised that they, that they have Volkov as the favorite. If you look at the record, the age and the experience of each fighter, it, it makes sense. Um, so, you know, it makes sense that they would choose Volkov as the favorite. Either way, I always enjoy heavyweight bouts. I love watching these guys battle, uh, regardless who the, who the fighters are, whether they're super famous champions or up and comers or, or, you know, prospects or whatever. I always enjoy a heavyweight bout. So it's the division, in my opinion, that always is the most fun because you really never know when it's going to end. It could end in one shot or it could you know, be one of the, the craziest displays of like technical skill. You know, I, I don't know. I just, I just really enjoy heavyweights. It could end at any moment. So look out for that. Volkov versus Harris. I think it's going to be a good one. All right. Moving into the co-main. We will see the number one and the number three ranked middleweights fight each other for a chance to get the next shot at the middleweight king. Talk about Israel Adesanya. There's... Listen, whether you like him or you don't like him, his fighting style is undeniable. The man is 20 and 0. He's just he's destroying people. The only fight that I can remember that was difficult for him was uh when he fought Kelvin Gastelum. That's the only fight that I can think of that was difficult for him. Every other fight he 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 makes it look easy. Number one ranked versus number three ranked. They're both going after Israel Adesanya. The number one ranked guy is Robert Whitaker. They call him the Reaper. Uh, he's obviously the higher ranked out of the two. He's younger uh, of the two. He's 29. He's got a record of 21 and five. He's got nine knockouts and five submissions. While Jared, the killer gorilla, I like that nickname, uh, Jared Cannonier, he's 36 now. He brings a record of 13 and four. He's got nine knockouts and two submissions. Jared is on a three-fight win streak, while Bobby Knuckles, as I like to call him, uh, who lost his title to the now current champ, obviously Israel Adesanya, is coming off uh, a very tough and much needed win in July. Many people think that even though Whitaker's only 29, he's still very young in this sport. Uh, many people think that he's been quite a few wars and, uh, you know, against very tough opponents. And due to that, he's lost a step or two and is long, no longer the same guy that he was in years past. There's definitely an argument for that i mean fighters changing after going through too many wars or or taking too much damage there's definitely an argument for that i'm 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 definitely on the side of of the argument can be made there's there's plenty of examples of that i'm not a hundred percent sure that that whitaker is on that side now it is possible because he's definitely not had great performances in his last three fights um, that doesn't mean that he's not the same guy anymore. It just, you know, he had he had a very long layoff due to surgery and injuries and stuff like that. So that that could play a factor. 
But there also is the argument that he, like I said, has been through too many wars and has taken too many damage, or excuse me, too much damage. So I guess we'll see because Cannoneer is no slouch, man. This guy hits like a Mack truck. He's got reach. He's very good on the ground. He, he, he likes to keep the fight standing. His takedown defense is excellent. He, like I said, man, he hits you and you're going down. He, if he gets you clean, it's night night. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see if Whitaker is still the guy that a lot of people, in my opinion, still is, or think that still he, that he still is. But this is a good test for him. He's still ranked at number one, but Cannoneer is moving up quick, man. He's moving up the rankings quick. So with that being said, Vegas is on the same train as the, the argument of people taking too much damage because they have Cannoneer as the slight favorite here. It's not too much, but it is a slight favorite. He's at minus 135 to Whitaker's plus 100. So listen, this is going to be one hell of a fight. And again, if I was a betting man, I'm not. But if I was, <laughs> um, I wouldn't bet on a winner for this fight because I really don't know what's going to happen. But I would bet on this fight not going the distance. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like these guys are going to come out guns blazing and they're just going to, they're going to shoot for this guys. I'm telling you, I feel like this is not going the distance. Now, I'm not a betting man, so don't take my word for it. I just really enjoy watching fights. I'm just throwing it out there. All right. I don't see this fight going the distance. That's it. I said it. All right. Before I get into the main event, which I think is going to be absolutely amazing. And like I said before, to, in my opinion, this is the most un, well, the, the most anticipated and most exciting fight of the year. I want to point out that this card looked very different about a month ago. I already touched on the fact that, you know, the, the Makachev RDA fight that got removed from the card. Uh, but there's, there was also another fight that was supposed to headline or excuse me, co-headline this fight or this um, main event. And that was Tony Ferguson fighting Dustin Poirier. Now, I don't know if you guys were aware of that, but th Tony Ferguson was supposed to be the co-main event against Dustin Poirier on this card on October 24th. Think about how nasty that card would have been with these two guys on it. Now, think about that. Now, picture that since that fight couldn't be made for financial reasons with Dustin Poirier, he wanted more money, and, and I respect that. The man's been with the company for shit, like 10 years now, fighting killers his whole career, you know, and he just took out, I believe, three or four former champions in a row. I completely understand why he would want more money. But because that fight couldn't happen, Tony versus Dustin, they tried to put Tony in there against Michael Chandler, who, as you may or may not know, is currently the backup for the main event. Now, that fight was also turned down because Ferguson, you know, just didn't want to fight Chandler. Um, he wanted to fight Dustin Poirier, obviously. Uh, so they 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 went for the next best the next best thing, which was Michael Chandler against Dustin Poirier. Now that would have been a crazy fight. That fight, unfortunately, was also turned down by Poirier for the same reason. He wants more money. Uh, Chandler's coming in making five hundred thousand for the fight, I believe. Uh, and Dustin Poirier is not close to that just yet. I think he's I want to say he's at like one fifty or two hundred, possibly three, but he's not at five. So I I told you I told you I totally get it. Financial reasons, Poirier said no. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna give me more money, I will fight Tony. But if you won't, then I at least want the same amount of money as Chandler. I mean, Chandler, this would literally be his debut in the UFC, and he's making more money than Dustin Poirier. I get it. 
Um, so since neither one of those fights were able to put, you know, were able to come to fruition, they now just left Chandler as the backup for the main event should one of those guys not make it to the to the fight. So, oh, also, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there were brief talks about putting Connor versus Dustin on this card. Uh, this was this was a while ago, um, but as you can imagine, you know, Connor shut that down immediately right away. He said no. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be the co-main on any card. I am the main event, no matter where I fight, no matter who I fight. I am the. I am the main event. So, with that being said, um, they are working on finalizing Connor versus Dustin, which is fucking awesome, for January twenty third. Okay, that should be massive. That should be huge for the UFC. Uh, and again, the date is set, January twenty third. But they're still trying to work out the little the last details on the location, uh, and they should announce it very soon. If I had to guess. When they will announce it, I would say that they're most likely going to announce it on this upcoming pay-per-view event, um, you know, on the broadcast or possibly even on the prelims, which is on ESPN, which usually has more viewers. Uh, so that would be a good place to do it as well. So, man, January 23rd, Connor versus Dustin. That would be awesome. Awesome. That's a rematch, by the way. They fought, oh, man, maybe six years ago six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. It was a while ago. Uh, it was at 145. Uh, Connor actually beat Dustin by knockout in the first round. Obviously, that was, like I said, a long time ago, and this fight will not be anywhere near that. <laughs> uh, I think that would be, com- th- this is going to be a completely different fight. But anyway, just, just so you know, it will be a rematch, uh, and it's going to be awesome. So, all right, back to the main event, UFC 254, Habib the Eagle Nurmagomedov versus Justin the Highlight Gaethje. They will be unifying the lightweight championships, because as you know, Justin is the interim champion right now for the lightweight division. And of course, Habib is the undisputed undefeated champion. Uh, Both of these guys are almost identical in the tail of the tape. The only difference between these two guys is that uh, Justin Gaethje standing one one inch taller at 5'11". That's that's pretty much it. Just a one inch height advantage for Justin. That's everything else is uh, virtually identical. Um, The undisputed champion... Uh, Habib, he brings a 28-0 and record. Like I said, he's undefeated. He has eight knockouts and 10 submissions. And he's looking to stay undefeated. Look, his plan is to beat Justin Gaethje and then move on to what he calls his last professional fight against GSP. And should he win that fight, his dream is to retire at 30-0. That's what his dad told him when he started MMA. That's what he's been saying for the longest time. He is now at the position where he can actually, you know, make this happen. He's 28 and 0. So if, like I said, if he beats Justin, he then moves on to fighting GSP, which GSP is totally on board for that. That would be a huge fight. And if he does, if he can beat GSP, and that's a very big, if he would actually be 30 and 0 and would have the opportunity to retire as, I mean, think about it. That's not only an unbelievable feat because not anybody's just going to go in there and beat GSP. All right. Let's just get that off. Let's just get that on the table right now. There's nobody's going to go in there and just ragdoll GSP, okay? This is going to be a very difficult fight. But if he can pull this off, it is not only an unbelievable feat, but it's also going to be the best MMA record ever, given the names on his record, okay? This would be the best MMA record we've ever seen. 30-0, retired, boom. That would be crazy. So let's let's see what happens, man. I'm, I'm kind of pumped for that. That would be crazy. Okay, 
Back to the main event. Obviously, standing across from Habib will be Justin Gaethje. He brings a 22-2 and record with a ridiculous 19 knockouts and one submission. Uh, Justin is coming off a four-fight win streak. Within those four fights, in his previous fight, he took out Tony Ferguson in the process um, and earning him the interim lightweight championship. By doing so, this man has some of the most vicious leg kicks I've ever seen in MMA. He hits people so hard. Like, he has... He has numerous TKOs by leg kicks. That's not normal. That This guy has like tree trunks for legs. If you search for his highlights, you will understand why his nickname is The Highlight. Just, just Google Gaethje highlights and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Think about 19 knockouts in 22 victories. That's ridiculous. That's not normal. It's insane. But the questions then become... Can he land those vicious kicks on the most dominant fighter MMA has ever seen? This fight, to me, is so intriguing on, on many levels because, think about it. Can Habib ragdoll Gaethje like he's done to just about all of his other opponents, knowing how good Justin's takedown defense is? Can Gaethje stay on his feet long enough to land those crazy kicks or maybe a combination of kicks and or punches that could end the fight like he's done in, in many of his previous bouts? You know, will either of these guys have a different game plan than they've had in the past, knowing, you know, who's standing in front of them? Will will Habib stay undefeated? Will, you know, can Gaethje shock the world and, and beat Habib? Will this fight go the distance? Will it end in a KO? Will it end in a submission? There's so many questions in my head, but this fight is so exciting, man. It's like, it's, it. I don't know. I, I, I get too excited sometimes. But anyway, Vegas has an idea of what they believe or what they expect to see on October 24th. They see this fight going for uh, going to Habib, excuse me. He's favored and he's, you know, throughout all the Vegas odds, there's there's tons of companies that do this. Um, he's been as high as minus 320 and Justin's been as high as plus 260. However, if, you know, between all of these dozens and dozens of companies uh, that take odds, that take bets, most of the odds have it minus 280 for Habib and plus 240 for Gaethje. So, you know, let's see what the magic of MMA brings us on October 24th. If you're betting, uh, I would love to know who you're betting on and how much you're going to put down. If you could let me know in the comments, that would be awesome. So that way I can get an idea of what you guys are going to bet on and who you're going to bet on and how much. Um, but listen, like I said before, I'm not a betting man. But if I was, and again, do not take this, do not take my word on this. I, I honestly believe that Habib is going to win this fight. I don't know how he's going to win. I don't know, you know, what, when he's going to win. I don't know what round. I don't know what he's going to do. I just feel that Habib's going to win this fight. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say that his wrestling is better. I'm not going to say that his striking is inferior or superior to anyone. I'm just, I just feel that Habib is, is a better MMA fighter. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Not taking anything away from Gaethje. Gaethje is an absolute destroyer. And I and I say that with the utmost respect to all of his previous um, previous opponents. I just think that Habib is, is something else. He's I don't think he's a normal person. I don't think he's a normal human being. So with that, um, I will leave you for this week. And, uh, you know, if you haven't already, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, please click that subscribe button. 
it's it's really just a click of a button it doesn't hurt you in any way but it does help me in a massive amount um and again if you do you're gonna you're gonna gonna stay up to date on my on my episodes you're gonna see everything on the channel all that stuff um and also you can follow me on social media i you know i'll have all those links in the description below the like button uh and i just i really appreciate all the support i know i haven't been doing this for a long time this is only episode 16 but I really do appreciate you guys listening and and commenting and stuff like that. So I really appreciate all the likes and, you know, all the support. So thank you for everything. And uh, I just want to say that I think these fights are going to be awesome. Not just tomorrow night, but October 24th. And don't forget about the boxing fight. I'm telling you, Loma is a monster. And he's going against a really young, up-and-coming, super dominant champ in Lopez. That's going to be a good, good fight. So if you're interested in boxing, you should definitely watch this fight. All right. Thanks again. As always, I'm Juan. This is your average fight fan. Stay safe out there. Later. Later.